Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me is my very special guest, it's Celia Glowacki, Advocacy, Literacy, and Ag-Based Experience Manager of the FFA. And today, we are going inside the Advocacy, Literacy, and Ag-Based Experiences of FFA. Hey, Celia, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. I love to get to talk to you. Likewise. Hey, there is so much happening right now. I know it's just a whirlwind activity. Here we are just a couple days away from the 95th annual convention. Do you believe it? I cannot believe that we technically move in three days from today. And I think it's convention kicks off in five days. Uh, I'm a little overwhelmed. (laughs) But you're a veteran now. How many uh, conventions will this be for you now? Uh, well, well, at National FFA, this will be my fifth uh, a state staff total, like the last seven. But I was born into blue and gold. So uh, my first 18 years, I never missed a national convention. Uh, my dad was an ag teacher. So I don't know, what are we pushing, like 30 at that point? So, yeah. And I bet there was a little arm twisting getting you involved in FFA in the first place. Yeah, uh- yeah. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that that just makes perfect sense right there, certainly. Well, as I say, here we are. October 26th to 29th is the official uh, day with the schedule of all the things going on here. 60,000 plus, again, I am sure, coming from every state as well as Puerto Rico, right? Uh, happening. Yeah, and the Virgin Islands. Okay, sorry about that, Virgin Islands. <laughs> we don't leave them out as well. So reflecting on your time, this is a question that you could probably could probably take the rest of the show on, but we won't. But just reflecting back on all the time that you've had in your position there, and if you were to pick like three wow moments, what would they be? Um, I think, well, one of my first wows was after um, taking kind of a self-imposed sabbatical from um, all things ag ed and FFA to work in sports and television. Uh, coming back and walking into my first um, general session as state staff in Indiana uh, and to remember the feeling of being a member, putting on that blue and gold jacket, the pride um, that every student has when they zip up that jacket and put on that tie for the first time or the last time. And um, and then those good feelings and memories come rushing back. Um, I know that one's a little like, you know, feel good moment. But I think even if I just look at the last six months um, working in this kind of government relations advocacy space, um, when we were in D.C. right after State Officer Summit, which is our annual meeting with all of our uh, state newly elected state FFA officers, and we give them a chance to go to the Hill, we actually took our national officers to the um, Hungarian embassy, which was like super cool to learn about Hungarian agriculture and words that I never thought would leave my mouth. Um, and then we also in that same trip got to go to the White House uh, and uh, have meetings next door at the Eisenhower building. So um, if you had told like me 10 years ago, I would be doing that. I might have laughed at you, but those have been some really cool wow moments of just like, this is my life. Uh, But on the other side of that is it's always cool to see a student win at convention 
or meet that person that's going to be a lifelong friend and the connections that they make. So those are all really amazing stories. What I want to know is, when is that book coming out? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure many people read it, Pete. (laughs) Oh, I think you are wrong about that. I think that would be a bestseller for FFA and for you right there, too. So really tells a story. And I love that analogy of what you say. When you first put on that jacket for the very first time, it's like a whole new world opened up for you. And we see that experience over and over and over again, right from the get-go, connected and really uh, have that going with FFA. Well, let's move on here and look at the upcoming convention here. Doing some things here. Looks like a few new things here this year with a Speak Ag State Showcase event. Is this the first time for that or did I miss something? No, it is. It's our inaugural run at the uh, Speak Ag State Showcase. Um, With um, National FFA created the hashtag Speak Ag um, that they not created it. Um, They have been using it for quite a while about sharing advocacy and most specifically literacy. from our members to the general public for quite some time, um, or member to member, um, that whole peer-to-peer learning. But this year, we have taken it to a new, a different level. So our um, another career and technical student organization, much like FFA, um, has had this contest for several, a competitive event for several years, where students create videos. And I had the privilege of judging Indiana State contests the last few years. And I was wondering how we could transition something like that to our our members, our national FFA members and something for them. And working with my friend Christy Meyer in our communications department and some of our internal staff, we thought this is a great way to meet students where they were uh, in their learning and just their their personal growth at the t- at, at this time in their life. Um, most 15 to 18 year olds come with a cell phone in their hand or some sort of technology. So letting them create a video that showcases agriculture in their community, agriculture in their state um, and their members, um, having those conversations. And we created the Speak Act State Showcase at the organization. So this is its first year. We had 11 entries um, and we are really excited to see where this goes. Outstanding. So uh, basically really showcasing what makes ag in their state special, it looks like. Yeah, very much so. Think of it as like a a state ag PSA. Um, You know, I have a lot of uh, um, goals for it. I would love to see involvement from like the National Associations of State Departments of Agriculture, like getting involved and maybe even showcasing these student videos on their state site. Um, and I'm sponsoring it perhaps. Uh, I think it's a great way. So currently at National FFA and for the National FFA Convention at Expo, we have what we call Hall of States. Um, it's a lot of these large booths that states bring in that really showcase different components of agriculture in their state. Uh, last year, Kentucky won and they had a big silo and they had different products that were produced from agriculture in their state. We know every state has kind of that grown-in marketing campaign. So in Indiana, we have Indiana Grown. I assume Iowa and other states, I know Iowa has it, Ohio has it, uh, some version of that. So um, we know that that is really expensive to bring those massive displays to conventions. So by being able to create this 
video opportunity, which students are so interested in ad communications and, and video production, and they know they can do it from their phones, that it just it just came about really naturally and made a lot of sense because it is not as uh, cost, uh, it's more cost effective versus cost prohibitive to take part in it. Absolutely. Now, as I understand that these are one and a half to two and a half minute clips. You have a very, it uh, looks like very detailed. I went through that score sheet. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, the judges have got their work cut out for them with all of those categories and analytics they're going to look at. They do. We do want them to not just showcase them as a person, whoever's putting together the video, um, but also using it as that literacy moment. So include facts about agriculture in your state. And I think we requested that they have at least three. Put graphics. So, you know, adding names, adding, you can even use um, graphics to add this, the, um, the ag facts about your state. Uh, you know, using graphics, using uh, the logo, the FFA emblem or FFA logos that they have, um, you know, interviewing people. So really giving students the opportunity to experience what it's like to work in production. And really using uh, a wide variety of that uh, communications toolbox is what you're saying. Exactly. And so many of our states uh, have in their agriculture education toolbox in their classrooms have classes that are spe uh, specific to ag marketing and ag communications. And this is kind of a nice little gateway for students to get some experience. And it could lead to bigger things and even career aspirations down the road, too. And uh, as you said, it looks like about 11, 11 uh, states taking part in this. And, uh, you know, once they put these out there and the, you see the quality of that, I'm sure that's going to breed uh, even more participation uh, for the next year and years to come. So what a great a way to showcase what makes ag so unique in every different state here. Well, that's not all that you have going on, that's, but that is a major, major piece for sure. But you've got the student stage activity area and it's filled with all kinds of things throughout the course of the week. Talk to us a little about the career development experience demonstrations. So this year we have created, um, so a little history on the program. We have a student showcase stage this year and it is um, in Hall K, so in the middle of the convention center, where we have seating and students can come and go. It's going to have a wider range of speakers and it's all going to be students, students talking to other students. So students who may not realize that they can succeed uh, or that this opportunity is out there, whether it's agri-science fair, proficiencies and SAEs, uh, maybe it's learning a new, uh, a new career development event, have the opportunity to, to be part of it. So, um, this year, we don't have a ton of uh, career development uh, event demos, but we were lucky enough that a few of our chapters are actually going to come in and talk to us about their turf grass management program, um, including some uh, um, some robots that they use um, for turf grass management and how turf grass is actually part of agriculture. Uh, we'll also have some drone and robotics, and then we'll have uh, another chapter that is using Microsoft's uh, Minecraft and FarmBeats kits to be part of their uh, classroom experience. Cutting edge technology in ag being used by FFA off the charts. Certainly. Wow. 
what's next? That's what I want to know. What's next you're going to bring after this? You really set that bar high. Yeah, we'll see. We love the idea of students learning from other students and, and learning on how they can implement that in their classroom and in their chapters. Now, you already alluded to several of the other types of things going on on the stage here, but uh, you have, I see also living to serve spotlights. A little on yeah. that. So our Living to Serve Spotlights are community service groups. And at the root of all of what our chapters do is that uh, community service or community involvement. So we have chapters, uh, our Living to Serve team at National FFA hands out grants throughout the year. They have large grants and small grants that they give out monthly and uh, semester and year long for students and chapters to really go make a difference in their communities, whether it's something like a raised bed garden. Uh, this year at convention, I think they're sewing and putting together these uh, pillows with books in them for children who uh, maybe are in a homeless shelter or in foster care, something that they can call their own um, and, you know, or beautifying their local community. So we're going to have some of these chapters come in and talk about their activities that they've been doing in their communities and how they applied for a grant, because that makes it where all chapters can understand that you can have, there's some money that can be applied to helping you really make a difference in your hometowns. And I'm sure that the light bulb for activities is going to go on. And, and many of the chapters that listening and hearing this, uh, like, wow, why didn't we think of that? Or that's something that we could do too in our communities too. So Another, exactly. great, another great way to put it out there. Right now, it is time to salute all of our outstanding show partners. That does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, Yitzi's Farm Market of a Plain City, Ohio, the Union County, Ohio Agricultural Society, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Celia, you were just talking about the details of the uh, sh student showcase stage area, the Speak Ag. You know, there are three days of comprehensive activities. Walk us a little bit more through that schedule of activity. So at the student showcase stage, we will have, um, I think we have, we have nine, no, seven. We have seven sessions. They're two-hour blocks. Uh, they'll start off with agri-science for students giving a three to five minute kind of TED talk about their uh, agri-science fair projects that made them a finalist this year. And they'll have the opportunity to talk with panelists after. Uh, and then they will have the opportunity to, then some of our SAM proficiency students will do very similar TED talks, like three to five minutes about their project. Also talk to business and industry and the, uh, experts, as well as some of our university friends. And then um, we will feature some of our Hall of State stud students and entries will talk about their uh, their state, home state and agriculture. We'll, um, and then we'll even cap it off every session with um, FFA talent. So really, again, going back to the heart of why we are all here, and that is our members and showcasing the awesomeness of our members. And the great diversity of skills that are being shown and put out there. It's just off the charts again. Correct. Uh -huh. Really, really excited. Now, aside from the convention, you know, throughout the course of the year, 
advocacy is extremely critical and it's happening all the time. Can you kind of, and I know that you kind of recognize and celebrate the, some of the special ag days and events that are happening during the year, but can you kind of break this down a little bit for us by season? For example, what's been some of the things this fall? Oh, goodness. So um, really, when you think about fall and, and ag celebrations and advocacy celebrations, for FFA, we really focus on convention. Um, that's a lot of who we are and where we're at at the time. Um, I think for, um, you know, it's also nice to potentially recognize, you know, our Hispanic agriculturalists and our Native American and Indigenous agriculturalist contributions as we are in that time. As we turn the page for, you know, winter, uh, you can look at one of the fun things I like to do is perhaps spotlight things like cranberries or chocolate production in the United States, uh, even mint, because think about what we consume during the holidays has a lot of those ingredients in it. Um, so finding something that, you know, if we think about it, we know June is National Dairy Month, but how does that really truly relate? What are our members doing in that in that field? How can we showcase them and how can we maybe hopefully reach somebody who doesn't know a lot about that particular um, area of agriculture and give them just a little added information? Continuing to put things in that spotlight and making folks aware of things that are right there in front of them that they might not even seen or heard more about the details. Per correct. I noticed uh, looking through some things and prep for the show, and I wasn't aware of this before, but uh, a group called the Speak Ag Pioneers. I love our Speak Ag Pioneers. They are actually uh, current state officers. We This year we have 18 from 18 different states. Um, this is our fourth uh, class, if you will. We had one, uh, the first class was 19 19 to 20. And thanks to COVID, they stuck around through all of 20 as well. And then we had a short class in 21, like that early semester. We had a class for 21 to 22. And then we have a 22-23 class. They receive really cool training, whether it's how to do social media and be influencers, or how to tell stories, or how to facilitate and create workshops around advocacy, literacy, and government, or sustainability, whichever one is their passion. Um, that we, we are giving them some extra tools to put in our toolbox to be successful. And our Speak Ag Pioneer group this year, uh, we met a month ago to do our kickoff training. And on Monday, uh, all these state officers are actually in and we'll be doing more training with them. So uh, really excited to see this group of young people advance um with their skills and and be those future leaders that we know they are with just a little extra something in their background further empowering and expanding the skill base at the same time well again uh, that would be the speak ag pioneer group and then another major part of course has always been there are the sag or supervised ag experiences uh, there's that's this is a whole show or a whole year in of itself when we look at all of those projects going on across the country it's always been an integral part for chapter members and really giving them valuable career practical insights, but uh, comment on supervised ag experiences. Uh, my teammates inside 6060 do, uh, at National FFA headquarters do a great job of the supervised ag experiences. And for those that aren't familiar with supervised agriculture experience, it truly is that work-based learning opportunities for our students. 
um, and they feed into our proficiency areas. Um, a lot of our supervised agricultural experiences for students are, um, you know, working on their family farm or maybe it's working on a neighbor's farm. Uh, and they're, they get credit. They get that experience, whether it's from planting to, um, to harvest, uh, feeding cattle and learning rations. Uh, some of our pioneers and some of our, uh, even some of our current national officers use had ag communications, uh, supervised ag experiences where they were putting together podcasts and websites for local businesses, uh, in the industry. So we love to feature these students that do something unique in the space. Uh, we have one, um, a couple of years ago that, that they were harvesting blue lobsters or blue crabs up in the Northeast. I had no idea that was a thing, but that became a student's supervised ag experiences. And we often forget that, uh, you know, our oceanography for friends actually do count in agriculture too. Uh, one of our, one of the ones that will, one of the students that we'll be featuring on the showcase stage through video, um, actually does welding fabrications for his local Chick-fil-A restaurants. So taking their skill set and really putting it to that next level has been um, uh, an amazing opportunity for some of our students. Yeah, you mentioned several of great ones that are really out of the box. And I think you're referring to, I don't know if you're referring to this, but I did a show with uh, a young lady in the state of Maine doing yes. lobstering, which was Ella uh bright i'm gonna say i forget her yeah last, last that Stella, one mm -hmm. with her on her dad's on her dad's uh lobster boat it's just an amazing story what what that did for her and her career path too it just these experiences really can lead to much bigger things and and like i say career aspirations are, are made right there through these uh practicums well again that's the supervised ag experience now if somebody in a local chapter was going to start a supervised ag experience i know they've got to get approval through their advisor and there's there's steps that go on but what if there's an organization out there that wants to be a supervised ag site in a community how does that work is that just a communication with a local chapter or what does that entail it is um and you would be surprised at how many uh businesses especially in our smaller communities or mid-sized communities have an agriculture feature to them um or even just that extra help um, that they need. Maybe maybe it's a sales position and uh, at a tractor dealership um, or a parts position. Uh, it's that opportunity for our students to continue to grow. So if a, if a company um, or a business, regardless of size, thinks they may have the opportunity to provide students with that next level um, early career exploration, reach out to those local agriculture education instructors. Um, and chapters just to make that connection. And hopefully you can find some some really good workers to help you out. So win-win a situation right there. Exactly. And to add to that, to add to the win, students can actually apply for supervised ag experience grants that are actually open until November 5th right now uh, on FFA's website uh, so that they can further their supervised agricultural projects. Again, you said those grants uh, applications are available up until November 5th. That is correct. And is that through the, they go through your main website to get that info? They can go through FFA.org. Excellent. What are some of your long range goals when you look at all the components that you have in the program, the advocacy, the literacy, and the involvement of the supervised experience, when you look beyond this year 
And boy, what if we looked like three years out or, oh my gosh, five years from now, really be brave here. But what do you see? What do you see evolving and what do you see uh, goals down the road? You know, Pete, you're putting me on the spot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, No, I, I think I would love to see some way where we could um, continue to grow the Speak Act Pioneer program. Um, maybe we have one from every state uh, and are able to provide those in-person training opportunities for those national officers, uh, for the state officers. I'm sorry, I, I misspoke on that one. Um, I think when you look at, you know, we know that every student needs a supervised ag experience um, to technically be part of FFA. It's part of our three-circle component model. Um, so how can we make sure that students uh, have access to those, regardless of what size of school they're in or where they're at in schooling? Um, I hope that the student showcase stage sticks around for a while because it, it, I'm hoping it allows members to learn from each other and advisors to learn from each other. Like my pipe dream with it is we'll eventually have some of our non-traditional CDEs um, People could sit down and learn about them. Think about floriculture. I don't know much about the floriculture CDE, but I think it would be really cool to have a successful chapter put together the arrangement to talk and talk about how um, how students can be part of a floriculture CDE um, or meets judging or some of those kind of non-traditional forestry type uh, career development events that we have. When we look at just advocacy literacy in, in general, I think we are doing a great thing, but how can we continue to encourage our chapters to work in their local communities to have those touch points for the younger students and for community members that may not be exposed to agriculture? And so how can we at National FFA set up a toolkit for them? Unlimited opportunities and uh, coming up with the ideas and the concept, that's the easy part for sure. But uh, with all of the ingenuity and creativity that you have with your national staff and your chapters and volunteers, you certainly can prioritize those and make those things realities over time. So we'll look forward to hearing more about those long range goals as you get them further evolving. You know, I know that we could easily talk probably five or six more hours about everything that you have going on at the convention and throughout the course of the year. I don't know how to stop that magic clock. I'd shatter it right now so we could keep on talking. See if I could do it, if I knew how to do it, believe me, I would. But you've given us a great uh, appetizer and really teaser on all the important parts of uh, the advocacy, literacy, and supervised ag experiences at the convention and as well as year round. And uh, I know you're all over social media. Put out the best sites for people to find more about your part of the program. So always National FFA, um, and then I search hashtag Speak Ag. Uh, Say that one again, search? Just search for, Mm -hmm. uh, when you're in your favorite social media apps, uh, Speak Ag. A lot of our pioneers have their own Facebook or uh, Instagrams and social media pages, Twitter. So they're telling their stories about agriculture in their state. Um, there's so many people um, that uh, are making a difference in their field, whether it's a Courtney DeHoff or Coach Kaya or um, uh, Magnetic Ag and Travis uh, Martin. Like, there's just some great people out there trying to share good stories and good information 
So we as agriculturalists can make smart decisions and also hopefully share with some people who may just happen to stumble across the, the information and Perfect. better educate themselves. Perfect. Anything more in terms of a final message that you really want to put out there? Uh, I'm so excited for what national convention is going to be. I think this one will actually feel like our first real one um, since uh, prior to the pandemic. So prior to 2019, uh, we're going to be missing some of our friends that we typically see. <laughs> um, but um, we know that um, our members are excited. Our, our supporters are excited. Our corporate partners are excited uh, to, to get back and see how many people just might end up in Indianapolis this uh, next week. So uh, the sky's the limit and we're really excited for the future. And it sounds like the buzz around the country is really growing big time and big expectations uh, in terms of a large turnout uh, at the convention too. Hey, make it make a to you for your outstanding leadership, uh, for all that you do for FFA, uh, to your entire staff, the board, the sponsors, the volunteers for creating such an outstanding, impactful uh, program that just continues to evolved to higher levels of participation over, it looks like over 850,000 participants now, well over 8,000 chapters too. It just continues to move forward because of that dedication and commitment to our future ag leaders and those interested in the uh, career path and leadership development. Wishing you a great convention. Wish I could be there this year, but I'm not able to. Uh, I know that you're going to sail through the convention with flying colors, and it's going to be an amazing experience for all of those participants, too. Hey, and I look forward, as always, uh, to talking to you uh, soon again uh, at a later time, too. So thanks again, Celia, so much for being our special guest here today. Thanks for having me, Pete. Hey, and as we wrap up, a final shout out. To all of our show sponsors, that does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy efficacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. You can find them on Facebook at Central Ohio Farm Bureau. For additional details, contact Melinda Lee, Organization Director, M. Lee at OFBF.org, M. Lee at OFBF.org. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, are offering great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects combined with exceptional individualized customer service. Located on Coleman's Crossing, open Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, and Saturdays, 9 to noon in Marysville, Ohio. You can check them out today at LibertyBankMarysville.org. LibertyBankMarysville.org. Utsi's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop for all your favorite Amish cheeses, which is over 30 different cheeses deli meats, baked goods, and more. And their corn crib area, it's fully stocked right now with fresh local products, including pumpkins, gourds, cabbage, all types of apples, squash, and other specials. Hey, and they are accepting orders right now for fresh turkeys. Be sure to order online. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5 on Converse Huff Road off of Route 42 in Plain City, Ohio. You can find them on Facebook. Utsi's Farm Market, it's worth the drive. The Union County, Ohio Agricultural Society, dedicated to enhancing quality ag events and practices. 
to make positive community impacts. For more information, contact Mike Schnell, secretary, UCFMGR at gmail.com, UCFMGR at gmail.com, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which organic farmers thrive, local food nourishes our communities, and ag practices protect and enhance our communities. Now's the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits, including organic certification, educational events led by experts, one-on-one -on -one technical support, and farm fall tours and workshops to sustain and grow your business. Go to oeffa.org. That's oeffa.org. Your support and patronage of all of our sponsors makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again on our next ag adventure as we look at the uh, continuing to look at the community service days and the involvement of community service uh, of FFA on Monday, October 24th, with our very next guest, Stefani Sebastian, will be our guest at that show. And follow us again on Facebook, on our Facebook page, That's Agritastic, for show details, event announcements, and interesting ag stories, and much more. Until the next time, make it an agritastic week.